Hi, and welcome to the Tomato Timer, a podcast about learning to learn. I'm Zubair from Xenos, and I'm tuning in live with experts from around the world, asking your questions and hearing their stories, all before the timer goes off. 24 minutes and 39 seconds to go. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Tomato Timer, where we're using a slightly different format for technical reasons. Um, but I'm really pleased to um, have Yumna Majid joining us today who is a space educator and aspiring astronaut. Um, and she's working to promote uh, astronomy and space tech, especially in Pakistan. Um, and she does this through her social enterprise uh, exploration. And she's also uh, a graduate from the Lamaqbal Medical College in Lahore as a medical lab technologist. So thank you so much for joining us, Yumna. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good too, thank you. Um, it's a good day to have you on because today is International Women Scientist Day, right? Yeah, yeah. So thank you for representing that as well. Um, and it's actually a question I'd like to kick off around that topic. Um, so as little boys, you know, we are often kind of given this Buzz Lightyear, you know, oh my gosh, we were going to go into space kind of approach and we, we like to build rockets. Unfortunately, uh, growing up, girls are not encouraged in this kind of area. So two questions, I guess, starting off, how did your passion kind of spark? And then how do you see how we should be changing the like society's um, conversation around space uh, for young girls and boys? Yeah, so uh, part A is how my curiosity started. Uh, I was curious since my childhood. I don't have any specific point in my mind where I can say that that was the moment when I started thinking about space travel. Uh, since childhood, I just wanted to see how planet Earth looks like from outside. I always wanted to see this. I used to think that everyone on Earth can see Earth. We can sit on a plane and we can go to different countries, but there are a very few people who can see Earth from the outside. So I think this is something which made me more curious. Mm -hmm. And uh, how we can encourage girls, I think we have to change the narrative. We mm -hmm. do need to uh, encourage them because when I was in my childhood, I was never really encouraged a lot about it. I was more like a self-motivated person. Mm. Uh, but yes, I was being told that this is very, um, you can say, I used to be called a tomboy yes. uh, because of my different interests, because of my interests, which are not very girly. But uh, I think if you are not into bangles and makeup, it doesn't mean that you're a tomboy. If you have a different set of interests, it doesn't make you a tomboy. It doesn't make you uh, the boyish interest, a girl with a boyish interest. So I think we, we need to change this narrative that yes, girls can build rockets as well. Girls can do research as well, just like boys. That, that is really powerful. I think we, we also had, not, a, not long ago actually, we had an amazing rocket scientist join us as well. And she also spoke about the challenges with, um, you know, the, the narrative, what everyone kind of society deems is, is, is yeah. it's within the gender. And it's, it's really yeah. discouraging. And I'm, it's exciting to see more and more kind of role models come up who are representing this, um, this pathway, I guess. Um, so it's, it's, it, hopefully this will change the narrative. Um, I want to go into kind of your, your 
your life journey. So you you were interested from a young age. How did that kind of transpire into school and then university? What what did you what were you doing during that time that like kept oh. your passion? Up? Um, honestly, till grade twelve, I did nothing for my passion okay. <laughs> because I was a bookworm. I was this uh, nerdy student. I just used to watch science fiction movies a lot of. <laughs> and studies that's it i was afraid of maths and i was not back practicing it that's a reason why i uh, didn't uh, took this thing as a career mm. and yeah so i started everything when i joined my university and during this time i was always this different person who cannot fit in uh, the classroom I was, you know, we say misfit, mm. the misfit person. So even though I'm not trying to be very egoistic or I'm not, I don't want to give a vibe that I don't know, I'm something very special, but this is what people got from me. They felt that I have some sort of ego or might be some sort of attitude, but that was me who was unable to fit in my environment. And I suffered a lot because I was trying so hard to fit in. Mm. I had a different set of goals. I had not typical goals like the people over here, especially girls over here uh, who usually have. So it was very difficult for me to fit in, which was one of my struggle. But uh, by the last year of my university, I realized that I don't need to do that because if I am standing out, if I, I, I cannot uh, mix up in my class. It doesn't mean that I am, I'm a wrong, I'm, I'm not right. Yeah, yeah. I know this is like, trans, like it's a bit transgress, transgression from our kind of main topic of space education, but I would like to kind of unpick that a little bit more because I know a lot of students who will be listening. Um, I personally resonate a lot with this kind of feeling of a misfit um, and often trying to fit within the society or within your schools, like uh, sometimes even like classes, you know, like they're little like groups of um, or cliques. Um, when we try to do that, we often lose bits of ourselves. So what, what would be your advice to people who feel this way? And how did you kind of get out of that struggle? What, what, what did you have to do for it? I think you have to go through it to realize that it's worth it. You, mm. you have to go through it to realize that, you are made for something bigger. You have to follow a cause, even if people tell you that it's not possible, even if every single thing in your environment says that you are not doing wrong and maybe this is wasting time. A lot of people have told me you're wasting time, you're wasting your energy and you're wasting your money. Uh, this is what they used to say when I started for uh, the beginning two years. But now they're the same people who appreciate. So you have to go through that phase. Yeah. To, you know, th that's how you evolve. That's how you grow. That's really, I think that's a story or uh, or kind of like a um, a part of a, li a life that every yeah. kind of uh, yeah. successful person has. It's like there's always kind of a, a stage where uh, because you are taking a direction which isn't as you know well written out or or done by other people people think you're no that's not good enough that's not right and 
at the end of the day, when you start to see results of hard work, it starts to come through. Um, I would also kind of like just reinforce that, that absolutely, if we can, um, it is worth the hope, the, the kind of the struggles are worth it at the end, but not just to show off or at the end of the day to, to tell those people who are telling us negative things to say, hey, we actually I got through it. Um, yeah. It's more like it's, you feel a little bit sad for them to not realize it during the journey. Um, and the hard work really does pay off. So um, yeah, yeah, it's really, really interesting. I wanna bring it back to space, which is not a small topic. Um, I wanna understand a little bit more about um, what it is that uh, that you do with, with exploration as, as a social impact startup. So I started a space education awareness campaign mm -hmm. uh, back in 2016, but okay. uh, slowly I saw that it was in demand. Two years, it was very difficult. But when uh, after working for two years, when I won my first telescope, I came to realize that there are a lot of schools who want these sessions now because unfortunately, we have this thing in our country or maybe in South Asia that uh, until you don't have any international achievement, people don't acknowledge you. Okay. The local people do not acknowledge you until or unless you have some international awards. So winning a telescope, it was different. It was an international award. So after that, all schools wanted to have this session because getting a telescope in Pakistan is very difficult and it's rare. So every school wanted to have this experience. And I actually won it to give that experience to kids. To, so I loved it. And... Mm -hmm. The sessions got bigger and bigger. I converted it into a registered organization mm -hmm. uh, because modern problems have modern solutions. When <laughs> I was going as a medical student, that was difficult to uh, get permission from schools that I am a medical student, but here I am with my telescope and I want to give a session for to your kids. But when I'm going to schools that I am exploration and I want to give a session to your kids that is more powerful and more reasonable. Yeah. So that's why I made this organization. Uh, exploration is now Exploration by Yumna. This organization is named after a spacesuit, which was painted by kids all around the world. Cool. And Exploration is Pakistani chapter of different international space organizations. Uh, from US to Russia to Europe. They're, I'm running their Pakistani chapter. I'm implementing their course over here in Pakistan. I am doing their projects over here in Pakistan. And yeah, there is something very special I started properly in COVID. Uh, that is, I, I love writing letters and giving gifts, especially to the kids who love space. Mm -hmm. And whenever I used to, uh, whenever any parent sent me a message that our kid loves space, I used to send them a package. But during COVID, I started a series that is uh, Planet Yumna, where kids who love space will get a free space mail from Planet Yumna. I, mm -hmm. I write them letters, I give them space-related bookmarks and storybooks and flashcards, whatever I have, uh, just because I cannot conduct physical, uh, that, yeah. that in-person workshops and outreach sessions, I can 
send them stuff just to keep them motivated and to inspire them. So this is something that I'm currently doing and I really love it. That sounds really fun. And I think it's it's so exciting to get a kind of like a, a letter from another planet. Um, I'm sure like <laughs> people can, can form like their own kind of like stories behind it as well. Um, yeah. So you, you touched upon this and I think I just want to expand a little bit more because not just within, for example, awareness of space and, and astronomy and all these kind of incredible and sometimes niche topics, but in general, what are the challenges in Pakistan that you've noticed as as someone who's, you know, setting up a social enterprise, um, yeah. as, a, as a female who's trying to do something that is not um, as traditional, I, I'm, I'll be like yeah. really, a simple word, um, you know, what are those, what are the challenges that you face specifically, Pakistan or, or the Southeast Asia region? Yeah. So the struggle number one is being girl. <laughs> if you are a girl, you need to take care of a lot of extra things. You need to seek permission from your family that, can I go there? Can I just work, work? Yeah. <laughs> so that was my struggle, number one. And I believe once you have from your family, you can do wonders. Because I think maximum the girls need is support. Yeah. Uh, they can manage rest of the things. Uh, second struggle was uh, teaching a subject which is neglected in our country. Teaching mm-hmm. a subject... Uh, Astronomy, uh, it doesn't bring food to the table. We don't have jobs. So even if I am talking about space, teachers are not satisfied because, okay, what if our kids study space? What job will they get in Pakistan? They cannot bring food to the table. Why you are distracting our kids? That was my struggle number two. Struggle number three was lack of resources, lack of equipment. Getting, yeah. uh, Pakistan don't have any telescope manufacturing company. You have to import it from different countries. And even if you are importing it, you have to go through a lot of issues at customs. Okay. I want my telescope and it was very difficult for me to get it out from the customs. I am just an ordinary person with extraordinary dreams. I had done... <laughs> Nothing wrong, but I was being told that telescope is a terrorism tool and we cannot hand it over to you. This big telescope with my name on it, with all the documents, which says that Yumna Majid has won this thing. And I was being told that we cannot hand it over to you. And then you have to use some backdoors. You have to use influence from some high-profile people or army, or you have to bribe them. This is very disturbing. Mm. We don't have access to equipment. We don't have any public space where kids can go and get inspiration. And not just kids, adults as well. Uh, yeah. We used to have PIA Planetarium, but that's shut down now. Uh, Lahore, the one in Lahore not functioning anymore. The one in Karachi, it is just it's not really functioning amazingly. They are teaching the courses which are way too old. Uh, They're not updated. Uh, But yeah, we don't have any public platform. And we don't have any uh, equipment and resources. So I, I wanted to change this. I'm not saying that I am the first person to do it because I know organizations who have been trying 
in their capacity they're trying their best by bringing change and by if if a person is buying equipment i i know there's a group lahore astronomical society uh they started i guess even before i was born <laughs> so that's a group of people who own telescopes and they go to different schools and tell kids about astronomy and things like that I, I, now uh, since 2019 there are a lot of organizations in pakistan different organizations who have started promoting stem and astronomy in their capacity and i i think it's good because i alone cannot do this i alone cannot inspire the entire pakistan but these organizations are working their best in their capacities and i have seen a lot of improvement when i started versus today there there is a huge demand for the subject now that's encouraging um and i i can i can kind of appreciate some of those challenges that you've described um that's one of the things that unfortunately you're unable to like explain until you you are in the situation so i can talk about this in the uk or or in some of the more developed countries in the world and you just you can't explain that hey you're going to try and send good equipment just to encourage students to get into stem and that equipment will just not get into the country or to the right hands or to the right people and it's it's a struggle that um that is 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 not just limited to pakistan i think i think limit, it is it is across the world where there is not enough um awareness and knowledge of these kind of newer ideas concepts which are which are being taken up in the world i want to uh, kind of generalize a little bit more um you mentioned a little bit about kind of jobs and careers linked to jo- uh, space and astronomy um so i there's i want to understand a little bit more what you see in this kind of the new this industry that's coming up whether there is more accessibility um whether there is kind of pathways to follow maybe not specifically in our region but further around the world um what what is available and how is the how's the industry transforming over the the years that is it has existed industry is developing a lot mm-hmm. i think space is the new cool it is trend all around the world mm-hmm. uh and regarding job opportunities i think if a person is working hard they will get what they are working hard for mm-hmm. uh regardless of even if that cool if if that subject or that profession is very uh, famous or not yeah. because i know a lot of pakistanis who are working in different countries related to space and i think one should not take care of <laughs> the boundaries that we have between different countries because when you're working for space you just need to work on planet earth regardless of what country you belong mm-hmm. to because we are one planet so there are a lot of job opportunities especially uh through private space agencies i am i cannot say anything related to pakistan about if we are going to produce any job opportunities for space related people i think there is a lot more to do over here in pakistan because we are far behind we our people are getting awareness now but still we need to do a lot of research a lot of practical work we mm-hmm. need good scientists our government our national space agency need to do a lot of work and i don't know if or when we are going to have any private space agency in pakistan so i cannot say anything about 
Pakistan specifically, but there are a lot of opportunities all around the world. I always say that there is space for everyone in space. They need every career. They're from, I, I have a friend who is a space lawyer. Oh, wow. And when I came to know about him, I was like shocked. Like, wow, why do they need lawyers in space? <laughs> and then I talked to him and I came to know that, oh, they need people. They need non-scientific people in the space sector as well. Mm -hmm. They need artists, they need lawyers, they need the engineers, doctors, biotechnologists. They need everyone. Yeah. Yeah, there is space for everyone in space. That is that's a nice um, that's a nice catchphrase, um, and and you're absolutely right. I think there's a lot of um, well, I think the one thing that growing up there was like an air of mystery surrounding this this thing. It's almost like a, a storytelling uh, of of what space is like, and you 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 dream up of aliens, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and now it's just becoming a bit more realistic. I think uh, things like Elon Musk's SpaceX initiative, and you just it's much more in focus right it's as you said it's trending it, and it's it, there's a lot of interest around it um and that also translates to as you said opportunities and not specifically scientists but all all fields will somehow be yeah. contributing to this um so i, I know you, you gave some examples but what where do you see yourself um because you you went and did training as a as a as a medical student and now yeah. you're running it and uh, becoming a bit of an entrepreneur and now you're yeah. you still have your passion and interest in space so where do you see your career or or how do you want to or do you imagine doing in the future yeah so i believe that shoot for the moon and even if you fail you will land among the stars <laughs> i am going to pursue my degree because i have bs in medical lab technology i want to study medical sciences as well because they have their own role in space sector and i think space is the final destination uh, and i don't just want to be worried for the final destination i want to enjoy the journey yeah. so i don't plan anything 100 percent because all the space education thing it happened accidentally. I never planned to become a space educator. I never planned to start this educational awareness. For for almost four years, I worked alone, like, like a one-woman army. And now I have started getting some volunteers who are actually working uh, for my organization. So, and that was accidentally as well. So I have these small goals, you can say, that I want to pursue my medical career as well but i'm never going to leave space either because yeah there is space for everyone in space <laughs> i will try my best to find my way that sounds amazing um and final um kind of piece of advice as we come to the end of the episode um i know there's that we've talked a, a lot about a few different things um but i feel like at, even now there are i i i am specifically focusing on, on a certain group because i know the challenges that they face are are tremendous i'm talking about females and potentially uh, trying to pursue scientific or entrepreneurial or just um careers in general uh, i i know from my kind of background and from coming from pakistan as well um i know from different parts of the region but not just the southeast asia but around the world they, they face the greatest difficulty to penetrate and actually get into the space and and, and they don't often have support 
Um, so what piece of advice would you be saying to a little girl who, who does want to go into this field, who wants to get that support, who wants to uh, pursue their passion, essentially? Sure. So number one is just don't waste your time. Use your time wisely because time is money. And don't give up on your dreams. Also, if you are into uh, becoming an astronomer, then it's fine. But if you are someone who is crazy for space travel, if you want to become an astronaut, then please take care of your health as well. If you are loyal enough to your dreams, because you should know becoming an astronaut, it doesn't need a pile of degrees. It all, they also need good physical and mental health. Yeah. And also in, uh, in the terms of degrees, they just don't need degrees. <laughs> you need to be the best out of the best person if you want to become an astronaut. And it is very difficult, but I think it's it's good to enjoy the journey because you have to learn almost every single thing and just enjoy it because you are you're working hard for your cause. So yeah, that's my message. Just don't waste your time. If you're loyal to your dreams, don't waste your time. Use it wisely. Amazing. Thank you so much. It's been really, really fun chatting with you uh, and hope you have a lovely day. Thank you. And that's another episode of The Tomato Timer. If you'd like to ask your questions and join us live next week, join the Xenos Discord server. The invite link is in the description. And to learn more about Xenos and how a bunch of students are on a mission of making quality education accessible to all, go to xenos.org. Bye for now.